Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. 
On today's episode of Don't Blame Me, we have Hannah Hart, and uh, we've got two calls about porn on this one. So if you had some feelings about the call, uh, about the episode with Taylor with lots of porn in it, get excited because there's even more porn in this one. And we also have somebody who's calling in about a change of life situation with breakup and job and having to move back home and figuring out how to start over again. So it's a good one. We talk a lot and there's a lot of porn. So, I mean, not there's not porn in the episode we talk about porn. That'd be weird. Keep watching. And we're here, guys. Welcome to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Today's fantastic guest is Hannah Hart. Hello, that's me. And yes. if you're watching on YouTube, there's a chance she might be a floating head. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> I uh, So for those of you watching with your eyeballs instead of listening with your ear parts, I'm sitting on a blue couch wearing a <laughs> uh, blue sweatshirt. And I just have to say that I did see the note in the calendar. It said, don't wear royal blue. But I was already dressed and I then just ignored it and got in my car. We love a floating head. Yeah. yeah sorry, Charlie. There's a heart on it. This is actually it's my cute. sweatshirt. This is a is heart yeah. Oh no! Oh my God! Promo that mm-hmm. I should have worn my own shit too. Yeah, well, I just kind of like it. <laughs> no, that's good. I really like it. I was gonna say it's cute. Where'd you get it from? Uh, well, you can get it on Amazon.com/slash Hannah Hart. I feel like, I, look, I just met you today, and I, I didn't know anything <laughs> about you, but I feel like w- our brains probably think really similarly. Well, we also already established we both have ADHD. <laughs> yeah, I guess that that might be it, it too. Probably is. Our brains are just like right because we're both like, what is the difference between this and this? Let me look this up. Oh, do you have ADHD, Melissa? I do not. That's why. That's why she does what she does because she can keep me on track. It's does your partner or your boyfriend? No, no, he's like very calm. Does he understand it? Does he fully? He if he's very he's also very understanding of it um and uh will like re- he, he f- if we're getting ready for something and he knows like it's early in the morning like it hasn't kicked in yet he kind of just like follows me through my routine Aww. and so we just went to a wedding and uh, I was like getting ready and he had like packed my purse for me and like brought my shoes into the room and as I'm like I didn't even realize he's like helping me put my shoes on into all of this stuff and you're and like, like oh my god oh. we're leaving on time <laughs> yeah, exactly. amazing. and I was like this is so great go me and he's oh, like yeah I man. did a lot of that so, I lo- you know yeah. I think it's really important when you are in like a committed relationship with somebody and mm-hmm. you have something like ADHD or depression or anything like that to like really have conversations with them about it um there's a great great book called driven to distraction Mm. um which is about uh is for adults with adhd and it talks about factors like uh your finances your relationships like all the aspects Uh of it because i didn't um i was diagnosed as a kid but we didn't do anything about it yeah same yeah i just like and then as an adult i was like I think something's, something's not right. Yeah. So what's this podcast about? Oh my God, good segue. Um, well, this is uh, an advice podcast and people call in and they leave us voicemails and they tell us things about their life and we give them some advice. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So don't worry. And they're also not on the phone. Like we don't call them back. So you can be harsh, Oof. which I tend to be. Mm. I'm very tough love. And as I've been, I, I don't read, like I we, we have like transcriptions of the calls, but we also have like summaries. So I just read the summaries when mm. we like go through and pick questions questions for this. Um, and I would just like to say, based on some of these summaries, um, you guys are being a little savage to me because everybody's like, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, dun, 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 dun. and I'm like, well, first of all, well, fuck you. Right. Not always going to say that. And why would you call if you already know it, what she's going to uh-huh. say? Exactly. <laughs> I hate when people are like, well, okay, don't say this. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm, you think that that's probably no, true. That's yeah. fine. You guys' strategy for your listeners is negging them. Well, no, it's being <laughs> real. Being yeah. super real. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like if your friends won't tell you the truth, like I'm here to tell you, like I will tell my, my friends still only come with, come to me for advice, like in selective specific mm. situations because they're like, do I want to hear what she has to say? I'm a big fan of the unsolicited advice and opinion. Uh, and this I time it's solicited. It. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm Thank so, God. There's another podcast I heard of for the first time called Don't At Me, which I was like, <laughs> that is a brilliant name for a podcast. Oh, that's so funny. You know, which is like, I'm going to talk. Here's what I think. Mm-hmm. Don't at me. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I like yeah. That and too. another great podcast is Hanalize This. Hey! Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, it was really good. Today's episode, we actually just released a new one, is all about bisexuality. Oh, cool. And it's, I think it's one of the best episodes we've ever recorded. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. So you guys can check that out. It's Hanalize This, the yeah. self-help podcast that just can't help itself. <laughs> good tagline. Thanks, bro. Oh, fantastic. Um, if you guys are new here um, and you haven't subscribed yet on iTunes or SoundCloud and all that stuff, you go to don'tblameme.show. You can check that out. And if you want to call in for a future episode, you can do that by calling the number 310-694-0976. Love Is that it. too many numbers? No, that was perfect. Wow, it felt like a lot of numbers. Is it dot .show, S-H-O, or S-H-O-W? W. Huh. I wish it was dot fusho. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, Melissa. Oh, wait, I forgot to introduce you. Um, but guys, yes, if you're not watching on YouTube and you can't see her pretty face, what the fuck are you doing? Hello. It's She's- still my favorite comments. You guys are still constantly like, "She's so pretty." I think we we've established we're both very into giving unsolicited advice, and now we get to give solicited advice. Yeah, baby. It feels good. It I'm, feels good. I love it. I love it so much. Also, a quick disclaimer. Um, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Don't blame me. That's what it is. Don't blame me. That's exactly that's the name. That's the why. Show. Oh, yeah. man. You guys know that Taylor Swift song, Don't Blame Me. It came out after um, and people were telling me they're like, I'm pretty sure she must listen to podcasts. I'm like, she does. Definitely doesn't. But it is nice. Taylor Swift, if you're listening to this podcast, good on you. Hello. <laughs> hi, Hannah. Big fan. Yeah. Give up? us the rights to your song for a theme song. Can I, oh, what's your rating? No, cunty, okay. cunt, fuck, 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 yeah. shitty, These, titty balls. Once you listen, too. yeah. Once you listen to the questions, you'll be like, yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. We talk about foreskin a lot. Yeah. Oh, yum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yum. I don't know. Is that the heterosexual reaction to foreskin? No. Nope. It's, nope. You don't say yum. No. Nope. You, you, whatever. I don't even you're... say yum dick. Like <laughs> yummy dick. Yum, yum dick. Yum. Yum. Yum dick. I mean, some people do. You some know? people do. Yeah. Some people do. I'm I I I'm and no hate, don't blame me, but I'm always so surprised when somebody's like, I love giving a blowjob. I'm always like, huh. I do. I love giving a blowjob. Yeah. Huge fan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yum dick. Yum <laughs> dick. <laughs> well, let's play the first call, guys. Hey Megan. So I'm twenty. I'm a junior in college this coming fall. Super excited. Um, so I've been thinking about something to like I guess like a year now, and I haven't said this out loud to anyone, so I kind of wanted to ask you, because I don't have a sister, but I hear it, I have two brothers, and I still think I could ask either of them this. Um, so I watch porn, and I masturbate because I don't feel like I have to go to a man, like a man, you know, to have my knees taken care of. They just don't. But when I watch porn, you know, there are, like, male, female, whatever, but a lot of the times it is, like, lesbian or girl-on-girl porn, and I don't know if that, like, because I identify as, like, a straight, you know, white woman, and so part of me wonders is, like, I'm attracted to men, but when I want to get off, I watch women, and so I don't know if that, like, if 
that changes or if it matters at all, but I don't know. I just have been confused about it. I don't know if that means I'm bi or what, but any advice from a sister would be really nice. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. What a sweetheart. It was really sweet. I, I also love, love everyone calls from their car. Because mm-hmm. they don't want anybody else yeah, to hear it. It's a privacy and like, I, I I love being able to hear their voices. Isn't it great? Yeah. First of all, I'm I, from this call, I don't know where I read this at all, but that, um, yeah, I really have no, I can't like cite the source, but f- from as long as I can remember, I've n- been told that uh, heterosexual men usually like majority of heterosexual men like get off on uh male female porn or like girl on girl porn and then women are like what can get aroused like women who identify as straight like are uh, can be aroused by girl on girl porn as well as uh male like like guy on guy porn and heterosexual porn like Mm -hmm. women's are just more susceptible I don't know what. Yeah, like, it was it was a big article in the Huffington Post. Yeah, about it. I got to read this article because in my head, I'm always just like whatever, whatever turns you on, whatever magical formula helps you get off is great. And mm-hmm. it could be whatever. Like I identify as a queer person and I've watched guy on guy porn and been like, this is fucking hot. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, ironically, girl on girl, girl porn. I don't really enjoy that much, but. Uh, my partner who identifies as bisexual, she loves girl on girl porn. And it's like, I just don't think it's, it's, it's whatever works for you. And I'm really, really proud of this person for being able to like masturbate at 20 and like take care of themselves. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Cause like we preach it therapy and masturbation. Masturbation's huge. And I didn't have an orgasm until I was like way older. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like, well, like probably around 21, 22, not way older, but I never masturbated as a kid. I didn't masturbate until oh I had God, already dude, become. We are the same person. We are just officially the same person. Boom. So, and I was always very sexually confident, but like, I just didn't. I know that's a lie. I wasn't, I was, I was never like, I like pressured into feeling like I shouldn't be sexual. Like it was very encouraged. I would say potentially overly encouraged mm, in my life. Mm. And so I think that for me, I had a big issue with, I had more of an issue of like seeking uh, attention and validation from people and not m- more about that than like my own than pleasure like where or whatever. you were in the experience. And so I think like where she's at is amazing because it took me so long to be like, oh yeah, wow, I don't need a partner to get off or to have like sexual satisfaction at all. Mm-hmm. Like that's not necessary. It's not a necessary thing. It's such a benefit to masturbate because mm-hmm. then when you do start having sex with a partner, mm-hmm. you can tell them what your body is all about yeah like otherwise if you don't know yourself how will they know you right and then other and that can make you feel really like insecure and shy Mm -hmm. if you're trying to discover yourself with another person like that's a lot of trust and a lot of communication so sometimes it's just kind of like why don't you just go figure yourself out Mm -hmm. and then just tell me what you like and so much of like the female orgasm is mental like you can like will yourself not to come like as a girl like 100 whereas like guys are being like baseball like my naked grandma like literally (laughs) like my root my I always like say this like my friend like literally she's like oh I can't come if my room's messy like even if I'm like she's like if I'm not at home and I know and I'm thinking my room's not like my room is messy so I think like if you you at least for me like I didn't have my first 
orgasm ever with a partner. Like that was like, I did that on my own because there was no way in hell I was ever going to be comfortable and relaxed enough to like have a sensation or a feeling that I've never felt before in front of somebody else. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, let me like figure out how to do this on my own. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know. It's like learning. It's like memorizing French and never saying it out loud. And then like, I'm just going to speak French to a French person. You're like, no, I'm going to (laughs) research. That's a good analogy. But like, you don't want to ever like, you're like, this is embarrassing. Like I can think about it as much as I want, but like, I don't know. I've never said this word out loud. (laughs) Parlez vous. Exactly. (laughs) Like what the fuck? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it seems like her question though was, um, is that normal? Does this, is that quote unquote normal? Does this make me gay or bi or what, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I I guess from my perspective, I would say it can mean as much or as little as you want. Mm -hmm. You know, there is, uh, Porn isn't another person, yeah. so you're not falling in love, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that sexual identity in the queer versus straight, and I like to say queer instead of LGBTQIA because uh, I kind of think like socially we need to move past putting everybody in categories like you're a lesbian, gay, bi, yeah. whatever. Like I, I think it's just like if straight people get one word and they can all just say straight, mm-hmm. I just want to be able to say queer. Yeah. Um, but the categories are all still there and the labels are still there and it's really good because it can help people find community and identity and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. It's an umbrella. It's an umbrella term, mm-hmm. right? It's an umbrella term. So um, love and like queerness versus straightness is about person to person. Mm-hmm. So I think you'll have a lot more clarity when you find yourself falling for somebody. And I would say be open to falling for somebody. Yeah. I mean, I always have said like I have always identified as being straight, but I've just that's because I've never met a girl that I've been attracted to in that way. But that's not that's not saying that that girl doesn't exist in the world. So I think like if you just don't let this situation make you feel like you have like this has to mean anything like it can mean as much or as little as you as you want it to mean. If you end up like having a crush on a girl. Great. If you end up like being attracted to guys. Great. Like you can watch like a scene in Game of Thrones where it's like two girls like getting it on. And I'm like, damn, this is hot. But I don't I w- I don't wish I was a part of that. But yeah. like, cool. Like it's, that's like me watching two dudes like going at it. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm just like, this is hot. I, yeah. I, I do not want to be in that room. No, I've watched gay porn with like with some of my, my guy friends and like, I'd be like, yeah, no, this is not, this is not my jam. Like I can be like, this is like super hot, but like, this isn't like something that I want like to be in like sandwiched between. Yeah. Like that's not my like dream space to be, but like I can still also, when I think there's something, especially with porn, I think there's something to be said. It's so not about um, like gender as much as it is about like sexual acts yeah, yeah it's but about i'm like power. who cares that it's like a woman like if you're if you enjoy when someone goes down on you you see someone a woman going down on another woman like mm-hmm. that's the same thing as yes. a guy going down on that's, a woman that's what that huffington post article was saying is that a lot of straight women like lesbian porn because they focus more on going down on women mm-hmm. and yeah, so it's getting, about like, railed. the girls yeah. needs as opposed to yeah. which is hot yeah. it's like that's why they have those like porn calendars of like guys cleaning for like women to be like this oh, is yeah. a housewife's like mm-hmm. dream porn i'm like ah, ha, ha. <laughs> <Wet>. like, literally <laughs> no honestly no that was literally my weekend mots had uh friends over for a football like party thing and game he, day oh yeah literally and so i came home and the house was perfectly clean and i was like what and he was like yeah no it was a great like i told everybody i sat them down i was like the house is very white he's like 
I sat them down and I was like, you know, we can, you can have no colored food. There is the only thing you can have in the living room is beer. All of the colored food needs to stay in the dining room, kitchen area, pizza, wings, all of that. Like everyone has to use coasters. And I'm looking at me like, I'm, I'm wet. Like take yeah. me now. Like yeah. this is like literally, I am so turned on <laughs> by like you being like right now on yeah. this clean, yes. clean couch. And, like, and I cleaned up the whole time. I just like, as people were watching the game, I like picked up after them and I did that, took the recycling out. I'm like, stay recycling again. Oh my God. <laughs> I love like, it. Oh, so good. I think I think the moral of this this uh, story for you, caller, is uh, don't let it mean anything unless you want it to mean something. Yeah. yeah. Get off People how get, you want to get, get off. Get off how you yeah. want to get it's off. Be- it's better to get off than to not. Mm-hmm. Wise mm. words from me. <laughs> better to get off <laughs> than a, to not. Title the episode. Get <laughs> off. Get off. Get off. Get off. <laughs> Let's go on to the next one. This is kind of a response to episode 30 with Taylor. Um, but also I have a question that I want advice on. Um, so there was a girl that was, um, upset about her boyfriend watching porn and I've been in kind of a opposite situation. I kind of wish my fiance was watching porn and taking care of himself sometimes because I feel like he relies on me too much for sex sometimes. So that leads me into, my question for advice. So I'm 24. I've been with my fiance for a little over three and a half years and we're getting married in December and I love him so much and we work really well together, but we do have some tension around sex sometimes. I have like a weird libido, I guess, and it's pretty low and I do want to have sex, but it's just not really that often. Um, at least to him or I guess in general, but my fiance wants to have sex a lot more than I do. Um, and it's hard because I know that he has like sexual needs, but also I don't feel like it's fair if I have to have sex with him, if I don't want to. And sometimes he really pressures me to, um, I've seen a doctor about my libido being low because I think it's weird, but she dead ass told me that I should leave him because I need to like have sex with other people. But I don't want to do that because I love him. I'm going to marry him. Like, I think that's weird. Um, but there are some factors to this that could be relevant. So he's actually the first and only guy I've ever had sex with. And I mean, sometimes I think maybe I should have, um, had sex with more people like in college or something, but I really love him, so it doesn't really matter to me that much. Um, Also, a lot of guys I dated before him have dumped me because I wouldn't have sex with them, so that could have hurt my sexual self-esteem. And also, I don't get off every time I have sex with my fiancé, and he'll go down on me sometimes, and he's really great at it, but um, that's not all the time. So I guess my question is, is it normal to not have a big sex drive. I mean, I am a girl, so I feel like it's not usually as high as guys, but in media, it seems like everyone wants to have sex all the time, and it kind of stresses me out a bit that I'm not like that. Um, also, like, what do you think I should do in terms of the sex drive not matching with me and my fiance? Wow. Makes me sad. That's a really real 
Like mm-hmm. things just got so real. <laughs> that, that girl is so brave for calling yeah. in and being so candid. And going to the doctor. Like that makes me so happy because like we've we've talked about um, libido and sex drive on the podcast so much. And a lot of it, we always reference like medications can make that fluctuate. And I think you having already gone to the doctor is amazing. I wish her doctor was a little more delicate. And maybe also- she was saying that because if her fiance is pressuring to have sex. Well, that's, that's, that's the not good. Biggest yeah. thing. And I, I'm, I, I wish I under, I don't know. I, I it wish it feels like it feels like, so first and foremost, you know, I have two things I want to say here. Let's just take the sex drive aspect and put it aside for a second. It's the communication aspect mm-hmm. about what she wants and what she needs for her life. And this person that she's hoping to spend the rest of her life with, I would say that they should not, they should really work on that mutual respect and communication surrounding the issue because that will be a big factor in their lives. Mm -hmm. You know, it it seems like, it seems like there's definitely room for growth there Mm -hmm. and she has absolutely no need. It is not her obligation to fulfill his sexual desires whenever he wants. Sex is about intimacy Mm -hmm. and communication. You know? Yeah. yeah. And two, if she really doesn't feel sex, like in that's nothing makes her feel sexual. Like look into asexuality. I mean, it's a real thing. There are some people that do not have an interest. They might be, you know, romantic, heteroromantic, biromantic, homoromantic, whatever, pan romantic. Mm-hmm. But they, some people don't have yeah. a desire to have sex with a man, with a woman, with a whatever, yeah. you know? Um, so I would say that, and that's totally valid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, this guy sounds like a dick. Yeah, Sorry about mm-hmm. that for I just, your fiance. He just, I mean, it just, it makes me upset because so many young women are pressured into sex mm-hmm. with their partners. Oh, totally. And it makes me sad because we can even hear from you that you're clearly a great communicator. Mm-hmm. And that to me is like, there. this shouldn't have, this shouldn't be three and a half years and a wedding a couple months away and still be an issue because uh, you're, I, okay. And I'm going to give a little bit of, tough love here in the situation I don't know are you being are you being the bigger I'm using air quotes like being the bigger person by saying um he's like great at going down on me and doing all of this stuff you're putting she's putting so much blame on herself and her low sex drive that th- at this point I think you need to really f- pri- like f- think about take yourself and like your your own sex drive out of the picture and be like Am I actually getting sexually satisfied? Am I saying because I love him that he's good at this and he's a great at this and that I'm coming more often than I actually am? Because I mean, if I my sex drive is so much higher when I'm with a partner where I'm enjoying myself. Like I don't my sex drive is not nearly as high if I'm like with someone and I'm not in like you I'm don't not wanna, getting off. Yeah, you're not going to want to have sex with someone that you don't feel respected by. 100%. And and if his goal is his finishing and not mine and like also, okay, I've recommended the book so many times. Like, she comes first. If he's not going down on you every single time you're having sex, like, what? Like, yeah. that's, and if, if that's something that you want, if it's not something that you want, but if there is, like, if this isn't as much about, I don't know, I have a really hard time with, like, anything in general of somebody else prioritizing their needs and their comfort and being okay with that being the opposite of what you want. Yeah. So it's like when someone invites you to a party and you're like, I really, really don't want to go to the party there, like, but I really, really want you to go. You're like, so you want me to go bad enough that you don't care. I'm going to have a, like that. I'm not gonna have a good time. Yeah. It's like the want versus need yeah. question, because if he needs to have sex so often, it's making you uncomfortable. That's a little, that's, 
that's not right. That's not mm-hmm. right. Like, I don't know if this guy is like, you know, if he's just a young man, he just really wants to have sex mm-hmm. all the time. Fine. But that's not food, water, shelter. No. That's not a need. Also, and I, I just, this girl is so, I, my heart breaks because she's, so, there are women that get jealous if, if their boyfriends watch porn. Yeah. But she is so desperate for a compromise here. Yeah. You can hear that she is desperate for a compromise, desperate for a solution. Mm-hmm. And she's like, maybe you should just masturbate. Maybe you should just go watch porn. And at that point, when someone's suggesting that their boyfriend go masturbate because they have have to have sex with them so much, like, dude, that's yeah. not a, that's not cool. No. Like, that boyfriend's not being cool to you. No. And also, I just, that to me, I'm like, if he's not watching porn, like, that, you can still be objectified in a relationship. Like, you don't Then have, he's using her yeah. as the porn. And that to mm. me, like, I don't, I think that that can be, that can be, like, you can find that hot and sexy if your boyfriend's like, no, I really want specifically you. But then if he's un, if you, you have to be an unwilling participant, that's just control in a different that's way. Fun. That's him masturbating with your body. Yeah. They've been dating. He's the only person she's ever had sex with. This is clearly something that is very, is very present in their relationship. It's a lot of pressure. And yeah, there's a lot of pressure and they're about to get married. Like, sweetheart, if you're listening, I would caution you to really take yourself seriously Mm -hmm. and validate that this is an important factor in your relationship Mm -hmm. and and hit pause. Be like, I I can't spend the rest of my life being like somebody's, like if you feel flesh like you're light. a sex doll Ooh, sorry that was really yeah mean. <laughs> yeah flashlight yeah. yeah if yeah. you feel if it gets if because i've had friends who were like had had relationships with kind of shitty dudes but mm-hmm. not saying that this guy's shitty but like who you know effectively they just felt like a rag doll they're mm-hmm. like great yeah, yeah it's like, oh th- just like good god please come so i can fall asleep mm-hmm. yeah you know and i just it sounds like she just you deserve so much more mm-hmm. you know do you guys ever get follow-ups i'm so curious oh yeah we, we do. do we do oh my god we please follow up uh, yeah. a listener and and let well, us know how it all because i think out. if you really love somebody too there is a sense of like you're you don't and you can tell there's so much blame in her voice like i don't know how much of this he's being like i want to give him a benefit of the doubt because like you love him and you sound like a great person who hopefully has like a really great judge of character so much of it you can just especially women can really take on so much responsibility and blame for things Mm. that you make excuses for other people and Mm. that you don't always give them the opportunity to like like step up to the plate and like Mm. maybe he won't like maybe he like won't and maybe he's not a great guy but you have to give him the opportunity and the chance to be that guy that you want to marry and like you obviously see something in him and I'm a I'm a huge believer in like pulling out all the stops and like checking off all the boxes like no stone left unturned and then if it means like postponing your wedding to figure this stuff out I think it's better to postpone and like cancel a wedding than it is to get divorced yeah but there's also, yeah, I think you just have to have that conversation. And also if he is like super resistant to going to therapy, just realize that like you're only 24 and tw- she's in her 20s. You're only in your 20s. Yeah, she's yeah. 24. Yeah, well, you're 24. And like if you're going to marry this person and they don't even want to go to therapy now, like the, tw- the the first year of your marriage isn't going to be the hardest year of your marriage. Like mm, that's going to be kind of like it's going to be telling to see how he's going to be as a partner for the yeah. rest of your life. And if yeah. you want to do it. Yeah, you don't need to be with this guy, but you do need to be happy. Yeah, you know. Okay. Yeah, oh, man. Wow, I know. guys. I this got is really tough invested stuff. in that one. I'm invested. <sighs> I get overly invested. Please give us is a call back one? and let us know. Yeah. Um, and you're like amazing. I just want to say, like, we we always preach like all of the. I hope this next question is like cats versus dogs. <laughs> dogs. Cats. Yeah. Okay. We disagree on one thing now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Should we go to the next one? I'm 17 years old, and I'm about to go into my senior year of high school. 
I'm bisexual and I've just started my first relationship with a girl. Just for a little backstory, she's a year younger than me and was actually one of my really close friends for multiple years before we started dating. It's pretty new for both of us since we've only been with guys previously. Because we were friends before any of this started, I was pretty aware of her problems with anxiety and depression, but I guess I didn't know the full extent until we were on this level. I'm a very empathic and emotional person, so when someone that I love is hurting, I want to do everything in my power to make things better. Of course, my objective isn't to fix her because I know that that's her own journey. But sometimes I just don't know what to do when she's constantly texting me that she's sad or sending me crying Snapchats. She struggles a lot with body image issues, and I like to consider myself a pretty confident person. And sometimes I worry that that also affects her. She really doesn't have a supportive family when it comes to her anxiety and depression and just her being bi in general. For example, her mom took her out of therapy just because it was a hassle, and they really aren't 100% okay with the whole fact that she's with me, even though my family is. It does get pretty exhausting for me to constantly be the one holding her up and trying to be strong 24-7. Even though I may come off as being more sure of myself, I really don't know what I'm doing. I guess I just wanted to know what I could do to not only help her cope, but also to help myself as well. I know that new relationships come with their own hurdles, so I just want to be as happy as possible. Oh. oh my God, 17. Yeah. Wow. And that was, that was incredibly articulate. And mm-hmm. I feel like we really got like the full mm-hmm. scope of kind of what's going on. Yeah. Wow. Oof. Uh, wait. Oh man. Well, I've got a million things to say. Oh, take it away. Well, <clears throat> so first of all, listener, or what do you have a name for your community? Your oh, you sweet babies? Them. Sure. Little, okay. little, little fuckers. <laughs> little fuckers. <laughs> hey, little fuckers. Little fuckers. <laughs> now, was that a little fucker or a sweet baby? <laughs> I think so far we've had three out of three sweet babies. Uh, uh, so the, uh, this little fucker, uh, <laughs> I really appreciate how much like research and thought and consideration she's clearly put into this, you know, Mm -hmm. by saying that she knows it's not her responsibility to fix her. Um, I feel like your, your heart and is in the right place. The hard part is when you have someone with, you know, depression or anxiety, especially if they're not in therapy or they're not being medicated, they can be like laying in the mud a lot. And Mm -hmm. obviously when you love someone, you want to lift them up out of the mud, but you can't always lift someone up out of the mud. So what happens is you actually just end up getting pulled down too. Mm. Yeah. Right? Because it's exhausting. You only have so much Mm -hmm. physical, mental, emotional energy. So if you're pulling them out of the mud every single day, eventually you're going to start to sink too. Right? So something that I I have chronic depression and I am like, I'm, I've got everything I want in life. You know, like I love my job. Mm -hmm. I love my partner. I love my home. I have a great therapist. I've got all my drugs right as rain. I feel really good. Yeah. You know, that being said, I still have major depressive disorder. Mm -hmm. I have a, my predisposition chemically is to always just kind of tilt. Mm -hmm. So my, my fiance, um, didn't know what depression was when we first started dating and didn't really like understand So she very much was always trying to help pull me up Mm -hmm. in my lows. And I would say, honestly, what is going to be most important is for you to take care of you. I'm not in a good place right now. Mm -hmm. I'm in a really low place right now. But I want you to have a good day. 
Yeah. And that was really hard for her to make the decision to like go work out or go to dinner with friends or something. Because mm -hmm. she's like, well, you're in crisis. I, I should be here to help you. The reality is it's not an illness. I'm not in crisis. There's mm -hmm. no cure. It's it's my life. And I have to learn my toolkit for dealing with it because it's always going to be here. And it gets really tedious, mm -hmm. you know? It's like there's not, if you accept that there's not something to fix, then also accept that they're not in crisis. You'll know when they're in crisis, you know? Yeah. And if every day is a crisis, then they need real, real help. Yeah. And I mean, we, again, we are exactly the same person. So I think this is like, but this is something that I've, I have had to like go through the motions and deal with like every relationship I've had of being like, when some, when, if I'm like, just like having a low day or whatever, I'm like, first of all, if I'm telling you I'm having a low day, like, cool, great. Leave it at that. Like, I don't necessarily, if I want to talk about it, ask me if I want to talk about it. Like th there are certain, and I'll get into like what I would say the specific advice, but like in my personal experience with it, it is it's a learning curve with somebody where there is also this feeling of you have to like exactly like the same analogy. Like you have to learn how to pick yourself up out of the mud. And for so long, so many, especially kids, I think who, who deal with um, mental health. And I mean, everyone has mental health, but like everyone who's like dealing with struggles and stuff like that. If you don't ever learn, I didn't ever learn how I, uh, this, it was my responsibility to like, like trudge through and pick it up as opposed to like investing in whether it's things or people or activities that were going to like make it better. I was like, no, no, no. The reason why I'm not good is me. And the only thing that is going to make myself good is me. Like there aren't other factors going into my life as opposed to just it's chemicals. Like yeah. that's what this is. And this is all internally in this, like in this house that I live in, in this body. And when you're in a relationship with somebody and somebody is just like desperately trying to make you feel better, there's also like make, make it better not even make you feel better make it better there's a frustration at least on my end too where I'm like okay this is a forever thing and like if you're trying to fix me like me, this is me like, I'm not broken yeah this like, is the shape I'm in I know that this like this isn't fun for me more than it's not fun for you so just know like <laughs> this isn't a something that like I'm gonna grow out of and like this is something that I need you to deal with just as much as I'm having to deal with this kind of stuff and then it's, it's, it's kind of like if somebody like, let's say somebody has chronic fatigue because they have lupus, right? Yeah. And sometimes some days, some months I, I call my depressive stuff downswings or like a low. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm just in just the world is dark today. It's yeah. like, everything's in black and white, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so like if you had some, if you love somebody that had lupus and they were like, I'm so exhausted, but you know, they have lupus and you know, mm -hmm. sometimes their lupus flares up. You wouldn't be like, do you need coffee? Do you want a vitamin B? Do you want to do this? Red Bull? Should you exercise? Yeah. Do you want to blah? You'd be like, oh, okay. It's a lupus episode. Got it. You mm -hmm. sleep all day. I'm going to go have a good day. Yeah. Big disclaimer. You and I are both talking from the perspective of people that have done the self-knowledge, the mm -hmm. growth. They're 17. We're older. Yeah. You know, for the situation you're in, listener, mm -hmm. little fucker, sweet baby, <laughs> you know, I, as hard as it is, you need to set the boundaries as you have them. Because that's the only way mm -hmm. she's going to learn. Yeah. You know, and it 100%. sucks because you might, she might not be ready to understand her depression, mm -hmm. but you have to set or her anxiety. You have to set your boundaries so that she has something that she has to, you know, she has something she can work yeah. with, not just, 
always being there because then you're just enabling her to always have to rely on another person. There's also some guilt there that like for me, if I'm feeling really depressed and shitty, like sometimes there are the worst when people are like, like, let me stay home. And I'm like, the entire time you're staying home, I'm going to be looking at you thinking that the reason why you're here is because of me. And then I'm going to feel more upset. And so that's something too, that like as much as you think you also might be helping her, a, there's the enabling thing. And then there's also this, this justice feeling of being like a charity case of somebody of being like, wow, I just like opened up how I'm feeling. And as opposed to feeling rational and like normalized of being like, that's totally, I totally get it. Even though I don't, maybe you don't personally relate to it of being like, yes, this is so normal. Like you're so good. Like you don't need to stress about this as treating it like this is like, this is this huge, massive thing. You're like, oh wow. So I'm not normal. So this isn't like what is happening here. Mm-hmm. I would say my advice and this is something that my it's friends... It's so funny, the guilt thing too, oh because like every time I'm in a really like low place, I'm always just like, honestly, it's best for me to just kind of socially isolate right yeah. now. Um, just sometimes. Sometimes it's like, I just need to be Hannah on Hannah. Mm-hmm. And because I just can't carry the weight of like, I don't know what I want for yes. dinner. Like, you know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. And like being like having a responsibility to somebody else and of being like, I don't want to really talk. I don't want to do any of this kind of stuff. And like, I'm going to feel even more guilty if I'm not being a good like communicator because you are being generous with your time and your energy. And like, I feel like an asshole because like, I don't want, like, it's like, it's, so, it's I like, thank you like, for the gesture, but like, I'm not going to appreciate it right now. It's like the chronic like fatigue analogy where the lupus person's like, oh, this coffee. <laughs> thank you so much. Like, yeah. Oh, I like, love it. Yeah. Let's just, go to a movie now yeah it's like, all they want to do is sleep you feel bad but I think and the, a system that I've gotten really great at with my friends and my boyfriend um and is we just the automatic go-to response when one of us comes to the other whether it's like text phone call or in person saying that they're feeling a certain type of way a we always check up on each other and be like hey how are you feeling if I can tell you're not going to say something um but uh then it's always like what, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And it's not here. Let me like fix this. It's like, what do you need from me? And like, is it that, do you want space? Do you want to hang out? Like, do you want, like, just tell me what you want from me because then I can be the best. I can attend to your needs because also sometimes what you, it's kind of like love languages. Like sometimes what you would want if you were in that position is not what that person would want. Yeah. So if I'm like feeling really uh, depressed, some days I like really want, I was like, you know, I just honestly, like, I don't want to talk about it, but like, I want you to come over and I want to just like watch like the great British bake off for like five hours and like not talk about my feelings. Yeah. Or it's, I want to kind of go dark for a week. And I want to know that my anxiety brain is going to be turned off because I know that you're not mad at me and mm. you're not going to be upset that I'm not responding. Like mm. this is the kind of stuff that I want. Or I, I, I just like, I just want to hug. Like yeah. I, I want to talk about it, but saying offering just to be there in whatever capacity that is, I think is the best thing that you can do because it's the most productive thing you can do to the, ex- to the extent that it's okay for you, because we're oh, both totally. speaking from the perspective of the girlfriend that we're discussing, yeah. but from her perspective, the listener's perspective you are totally justified in drawing the line as to how much you have to give. I, I, I really, it's best if you look up um, advice for partners yeah. of people with depression or of this. And your girlfriend might not be in a place in her life where she's going to understand or respect mm-hmm. this, but it's not her life. It's yours. Yeah. And it sounds like you can't, you can't 
only be, you can't be somebody's comfort all the time. God, I'm so happy we're not 17 anymore. Oh my God, it was so rough. Oh God, guys, you know how they say it gets better? That's just the facts. It, do, it, <laughs> it gets better, so but then much. it gets worse, but then it gets better, but then it gets worse. And it just gets like, different. Okay, yeah. yeah, the entire Ebbs time. And flows. Ebbs and flows. Ebbs and flows. Like my vagina right now. Someone <laughs> remind me to change my tampon later. Okay. Please do. We're breaking after this. So. Great. <laughs> cool. Cool. Are you grossed out now? I uh, hope that helped everyone. Um, but yeah, and I think, again, just I know she's not in therapy right now, but uh, I would also suggest to her if she's interested, then there's lots of like free websites and apps and things. And um, you're thankfully she's young and school counselors and all that kind of stuff. So just because your parents the, won't the pay for therapy. The one thing you can't be is her therapist. therapist. Totally. And also not being able to afford a therapist, especially when you're under 18, um, there's just a lot of resources and things. And so give the LGBT the center if yeah. you're fortunate enough to live in a community that has one. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope this helps. Okay, guys, we are going on to a break Ooh. and we'll be right back. Sup, guys? Megan here. Oh my gosh, this is an exciting ad because guess what? Uh, well, I mean, you're not going to be able to guess. Also, it's not a call and response thing. Um, I spent the past uh, weekend making and revamping the Don't Blame Me socials. So you guys already know that you can subscribe to us on iTunes, on the podcast app, which you should do and leave us a fantastic review. Um, but now you can also go on our website, don't blame me dot show, and you can see the hard work that I put in in designing this website. I feel like I did pretty good. It's cute. I'm looking at it now. There's some things I want to change, but guys, I'm just like, it's it's a work in progress. And on there, you guys can see where all of the videos for the podcast are. You can see where to listen to it on SoundCloud as well, on YouTube. You can figure out how to call in, email us, tweet. And then you can also check out our brand freaking new Instagram. Yes, I made us an Instagram. It's called Don't Blame Me Pod. So search that. And also when you search it, it kind of looks like it says Don't Blah Meme Pod. <laughs> but that's just because you see me in the me and the blame and then the me after that. And it just turns into meme when I see it because, you know, millennial. Um, I'm very into this Instagram account. Uh, it's premium content, mostly because I cannot not have a theme. So there's a theme starting. So I'm really excited. We're going to be posting when we have new episodes there. Hopefully some BTS stuff, maybe some uh, IGTV things and all that. So um, yeah, guys, look, you can follow us all these multiple places now. Hit us up on the Insta. Slide into our DMs with... I mean, like PGs. I mean, PG-13 stuff. Like, I can handle it, but, you know. So, uh, thanks, guys, and back to the episode. Guys, we are back from the break. Hello, I hope it was good for you. It was good for us. Changed yeah. my tampon in case anybody was wondering. She Everything's still there. I it's, like you guys' it's hand soap. Peppermint. It's nice, isn't it? It's I'm a big fan. I love it. Um, okay, guys, let's hop into the next call. Um, I'm a sophomore in high school. I just started sophomore year. And I had a girlfriend all summer. And I have this other friend who's, like, my ex, but also friends with benefits. But me and her stopped being friends with benefits when I got with my girlfriend that I had last summer, obviously. Um, and she was just kind of flirting with me all summer and, like, saying all this stuff. And I'd be like, no, we can't. I have a girlfriend. Um, and then I broke up with my girlfriend. And I was, like, talking to her. And we were, like, I thought we were flirting and stuff. But... And she's like, oh, yeah. And she keeps, like, talking to me about girls and, like, wants girl advice. And I'm like, 
but I thought we were a thing, and I don't know how to tell her that, because every time I tell her that, she just, like, ignores me and doesn't really say anything. So I don't really know what to do. Damn, play oh is gonna gosh. play. Yeah. This like little like fourteen year old. I had even my first kiss my sophomore year. Literally, like, like oh, good God, play is gonna play. I know. Play. She's like, so I'm out here crushing <laughs> the game. So many girls. Oh man, um, let me ask you about bitches, man. I just got like <laughs> I got a lot. I got, I got all them bitches. All them know? bitches. <laughs> I thought she wanted to get up on this, but like maybe not. <laughs> Weird. Well, why not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Wow. Um, I think I, it's hard because I think my advice, if she was older, would probably be a little different because my insight on it would be different because at that age, it is difficult. My automatic thing would be if she's not being straightforward and honest with you, she probably doesn't have feelings for you. But then I think like at that age, I was all about like the, like go around and like being like, Oh no, I'm like asking for like boy advice, but like the boy is actually you like, oh, yeah, do what I mean? So like kind of there thing. is, there's a little bit of like, there's, it's kind of a toss up where it's you're the only person who knows her. And I think, um, I don't know. I don't know how long, how long did she say this has been going on? I guess this I mean, summer. Well, just remember though, also like the, you know, she's sophomore in high school and, uh, you know, I would say that like, it's just, I'm so happy for this caller because <laughs> this little fucker, <laughs> this is a little fucker. Yeah, we, yeah. Got, we got our first we little, got fucker. Fucker. little fucker. Baby's <laughs> little fucker. Um, is, like, it's really great that you have a fun friends with benefits mm -hmm. relationship. FYI, friends with benefits is like the most complicated thing yeah. that anyone could do in the entire world. Mm -hmm. The question is, how do you feel about her? Mm -hmm. And if she doesn't want to date or go back to being friends with benefits, do you want to be just friends? Yeah. That's the only thing you can focus on. It's not yeah. about this other girl's feelings. Because if you're like, hey, I like you. Do you like what's up? And she's like, ah, tiddly he and like runs mm -hmm. away from the question you know, she might not like you back. And then you have to ask yourself, am I cool with that? Yeah. And then also, do you do you really like her? Or do you kind of like this game and this chase and this interest? And also, does she know that you like that? And that's why she's kind of doing this. I, I hope I hope this kid didn't break up with her girlfriend for this other girl. I don't know. It doesn't sound as, no offense, it doesn't sound as romantic. Like, there, it's it sounds so flirty mm -hmm. and not so feelings driven. So I think I would figure out that because I mean I'm so quick I've always been very quick of being like oh I broke up with my like boyfriend or something I'm like oh that guy that I used to hook up with like let's hang out and not really thinking it, it wasn't real. really driven by yeah. like my like romantic feelings towards them it was kind of more just based on the fact that I'm like a this doesn't add to my number mm. like b like I like you like we're good friends like they, I find comfort in like you like checking the romance box yes yeah like, yeah. like yeah okay cool I'll just date yeah. this person now. but it's not like I did it's not like I've been like longing for you and like kind of like pining after you it's kind of more you're you're just in that circle and I do find you attractive and I do like you as a person but like in the scheme of things like do I really care about you that much because also friends with benefits is you have to it's almost it's nearly impossible to be on the same page oh, so man. even friends if you benefits, thought that yeah. she might have had more feelings for you mm. or like maybe she she really likes you as a friend but like doesn't want to hurt your feelings that she's yeah, because she could be saying, talking about another girl to try and like ease and being like, yeah, I'm not that into you, but I don't want to say it like that. Right. I don't want to say it directly because I don't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah. Or she could be doing it to mess with your head in like a weird cat and mouse like crush yeah. game. That being said, like, I feel like friends with benefits only works for like polyamorous people because like somebody's going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. You just don't want to be the one that does. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did it. I did it one. Uh, yeah. I did it like real for once, like actual like hookup hookup um, when I was in high school and we both were like f- fine, but it wasn't it like got to a point where he was like, why'd you cheat on me? I'm like, I, I don't think it's possible for me to cheat on you when we're not together. Buddy. And it was like, even he's like, oh, cool. Okay. I didn't know. And it was like, this just, it was just the communication. It's not even like he was like butthurt or like hella sad about it. Yeah. It was just kind of more like, oh, 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 you're right. I guess we just never really talked about it. It's like clicking the, um, checking the terms and conditions before <laughs> proceeding. Yeah. So you guys just need to figure out what your terms and conditions yeah. are and then you can go to the CAPTCHA and move on. Exactly. You know? yeah. Read that shit. Read, read, the fight. That, mm-hmm. read that shit. So I feel like this little fucker needs to just <laughs> figure out A, if you are just friends, yeah. um, are you cool with that? Mm-hmm. And B, are you just friends? You yeah. know, like, and I think the more straightforward she might be giving off like this kind of like, like you're saying this cat and mouse, like flirt flirtatious thing. And you might then be asking her if she has feelings for you matching that. Yeah. And then neither of you are really saying anything. So I think if you really do have feelings for her, even if she's just doing this flirtatious kind of getting out of the question, you don't match that. Be straightforward with your feelings and kind of, and don't really, not that I'm saying don't give her an out, but like don't make it, make it a yes or no. Make yeah. it like something that gets an answer. Get your answer. Exactly. Yeah. Unless you're into the game too. Cause you know, you're such a, you got- who I loved that game. When I, I, was I, I love a chase. I love a chase. <laughs> I had one friends with benefits relationship very briefly as an adult with um, just like a a friend of a friend kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And like we hooked up after one party and it was funny because I think now I could have done it and it would have been great. But at Mm -hmm. the time I had never done it. And I was like, and I didn't like, like this person. I was super attracted to her. She's super hot. And I was like, this is great. And then I was like, so do I need to have a crush on them? And then I was kind of trying to force myself to have a crush on them. And then, and they were not interested in me dating wise, just they were down for the hookup. But then I just, I don't think I was as evolved in that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and it was funny because I didn't even have a crush on her. Well, I, just, I think we're really trained to associate like intimacy with romance and feelings yeah. of like towards the other person, not just like I'm getting mine, you got yours, I respect you, great. Yeah. There is a feeling of like, there is that pressure of being like, oh, I'm supposed to like really love you and this is supposed to make my, my the chemicals in my brain explode yeah. and it's like Sims and woohoo and now I want to have your babies. And you're like, oh my God, if I don't want to have sex with you for the rest of my life, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Yeah. I wish I could go back in time and be who I am today because obviously, Obviously, I can't anymore because I'm not committed in a relationship. <laughs> but I wish I could have been me today and uh, had this yeah. and just been cool and casual. I mean, like, so we hook you up tonight or no? Or like, okay, mm-hmm. great. You know, because she was cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I did. I, instead, I just overthought everything and panicked. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I relate. I relate to that. It's, like, it's a good time. <laughs> Always an option. Always an option. Always an option. Have you Usually the first one I do. Panicking? <laughs> Have you thought about freaking out and losing your goddamn <laughs> mind for no reason? You should try that sometime. Yeah, that'll be great. It's going to work out well. Uh, Okay, should we go to the next? Hey, Megan, Mel, and guest. I'm just going to jump right into this. I am 30 years old, um, and last year I left, um, well, my boyfriend of four and a half years and I broke up. Um, It was like a mutual breakup. That's all fine, whatever. So since we broke up, I've had to move back in to my dad's house. which has not been ideal, and I um, I work full-time, but I don't make enough money to move out of my dad's house on my own, and so I got my bachelor's degree in May of 2018, 
Um, so I've only been looking for a job for the last three months. I've had a few interviews, a few job offers, but they haven't been the right ones. Um, and I know it's so dumb because I've only been looking for a new job for three months, but um, I feel really discouraged and I just kind of, I don't know, I'm having a harder time with this than I thought I would. And I'm not even sure exactly what my question to you is. I just feel like I need maybe encouragement or advice as far as how to keep moving forward with this. The situation living with my dad and his girlfriend is not the best for a lot of reasons I can't get into, but I'm just feeling really like... I guess I'm telling myself all of this is permanent and I'm going to be at his house forever and I'm never going to find a new job. So none of those thoughts have been helpful to me, as you can imagine. Um, so, yeah, any advice um, or just in words of encouragement would be great. Thank you so much. Oh man, mm. sweet baby, sweet baby, <laughs> sweet baby, sweet baby! Congratulations on being a sweet baby. Oh, I actually teared up. Oh. I did. Well, I just have such, I just have such like um, sympathy for that, you know, because mm -hmm. I have friends that are in their thirties, and like when you know when you get out of a relationship. One of my best friends, actually, the co-host of Analyze This, mm. was in a relationship for eight years left and had to at 28, 29, move back in with her parents. And I've, I just saw, you know, and she, you know, now she's out of there um, and she's moved on, but I just saw how much it like fucked up her psyche and her, her sense of self and her sense of like time. Mm -hmm. And it was really, really hard for her. And she struggled to get out of the house again and to get back to independence. Um, she found a place with some roommates, uh, which really, really worked out. That's actually what helped her to get out. Um, but yeah, like I said, Hannah, that's why we call it Analyze This, is her name's oh, also Hannah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we analyze. Yeah. I know. Thank you, thank you. But, you know, Hannah's 33 now, mm -hmm. and um, she she's so much farther than she was, but she was at the exact point in time at 30 that this, this mm -hmm. sweet baby is also. So I just, my heart goes out to you. I have nothing but love for you. And like Hannah, you know, Hannah pulled herself out of it. And I think that it, you can too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think. Or pulled herself through it actually. Told, yeah. Cause I, it's, it's, you're going to be faced with things in your life that are going to suck at any age. Like it doesn't, there are certain things that get easier and then certain things that get harder. And I think, especially as you get older, it's this chase of this like non tangible idea that we have of success that mm -hmm. always gets like farther and farther away as we get closer and closer. Mm -hmm. And so then, when the kind of the rug is pulled out from underneath you, and this idea that you had of your life and that kind of goes away, um, I think there can be a lot of like blame that we automatically put on ourselves of being like, wow, I am worthless. Like, I can't believe I did this. Like, this is so, this is not where I wanted to be. This is not where I thought I was going to be. Right. And I don't know if anybody ever really ends up where they think they're going to be like every step. You're always like, this is not how I plan to go this right. way. But I mean, it's going to get me in the, the way I want to end up. But I don't think you ever really plan those kind of tangents that make you that, that get you to where you want to go. Right. It's not mm -hmm. intentional. It's kind of like, yeah, exactly. And those tangents can feel like, oh, shit, this isn't about this is about the entirety of my life right oh, now. Yeah. So try and break it into smaller pieces. It sounds to me like the primary focus. Like, don't worry about your career path. Don't worry about finding a partner. Don't worry. Don't give yourself all this pressure for all of these things that you don't feel like you have answers for. Honestly, 
just get out of that house. Yeah. That, because right now living with your dad and his girlfriend, it I can hear in your voice how damaging it is for mm-hmm. you. And to find a way, you know, go online, find roommates, get a room in a house, like whatever it takes for you to not be in that environment will make answering the other questions easier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I, I very much agree with that. I think to start small and tackle things one by one. And for the job thing, um, I I mean, I'm... Congratulations for having a full-time job, by the way. It's, it's yeah. so... It's such a, like, it's such a hard thing, especially like when like it took her how, three months, three months still. Yeah. Yeah. Figuring all that stuff out. That's something that I wish more people as adults talked about. Um, as I mean, I have like a weird job where like my job is constantly being like, I'm putting all this time and energy into a job that I probably won't get. Like I have no yeah. job security. Yeah. And so yeah. there's like that stress and that fear of being like every single day, y- you have to like, pick yourself up and also you have to like you face rejection and then you have to still manage like okay well let me try again let me try again and try again and try again and it's taxing and it totally takes it really can take it out of you but I think if you can just I think I think the first yeah you just Just get out of that house man because it's like everyone like you're not so uniquely the good news is everyone has issues with self-sufficiency and mm-hmm. everyone has issues with how they feel about where they are, you know, which I think is what you're speaking to, which is like, oh shit, is this enough? But like right now it's like, you know, drive lift in the evenings, do whatever it takes for you to get enough money and get yourself into a different environment. And then things will become more clear when you're in a better place to, to have the questions that you're experiencing right yeah. now. Well, I think it's overwhelming when there are so many things that you wish were different and that you want to change. So yeah, focus on one and then like write it down. Be like, this is the one goal I'm going to focus on. One goal on. right now, get this out of This is how house. much money I need to make. This is, I'm going to look up the median of rent. If I had roommates, if I had one roommate, if I had two roommates, if I had three roommates, I'm going to look up how much the median of rent would be, how much I would need to save to do this, like how much I would need to make per month when taxes are taken out. I, how, how, how are you going to get that kind of money to do all of that? Focus on those steps because it's accomplishing a task that makes you you feel more in control. And that's like the biggest issue when breakups and everything, like when you're like in a situation that you're like, I didn't ask for this and that's, it happens and you can't control certain things like that. So Mm -hmm. find the things, find the healthy things that you can control in making it feel like I'm putting an effort forth and I'm doing what I can do to change my situation and to change where I am. All the while knowing that life's going to throw shit at you, but like you just have to like devise a plan. Like step one, figure out how much this is going to cost. And then like, okay, cool. So I need to be working this, 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 and this. And I need to do this. And I need to save this much this month. Let me budget how much I'm going to spend on food this month. And then for while you're at the house, I if think- Living rent-free, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. And if oh, not, that also kind of sucks. <laughs> I mean, like Hannah lived with her parents and she was literally the, it's so it's so kismet. She was this exact age. Um, and like I said, we talk a lot about it on Hannah This, but like, living with your parents is so regressive mm-hmm, you yeah. and yeah you regress you know you convert into your child self and your identity and for a lot of people and it sounds like with you that's not a healthy experience you know to no. be like oh shit like and and that contributes to the feeling like 
you're not at where you should be in this mm-hmm. point in time, but that's all in your head yeah. because you're basically think, don't think of it as your dad's house. Think of it like you're living rent free somewhere. Yeah, hopefully Airbnb, like you got a brand deal with Airbnb, the Airbnb, <laughs> you want a contest, you want a contest and Airbnb is letting you stay at this place. Yeah. And then when you're there in the house, you're an adult, like you're still an adult. It might feel like you're a kid again. It might feel like you're going to be disciplined. And yes, like hopefully you're living there rent free and there might be some rules. There's a way to be respectful of whatever said rules are, but like you are not obligated to be miserable and sit with them because like you're not 18, like you're, you're not, not a child. 16. You're, you're not a kid. You don't have to be home on time for dinner. You don't have to watch TV with the family. You're not a child. You're yeah. an adult. And congratulations, by the way, on getting your bachelor's degree. That is super, super awesome. Mm-hmm. My, my aunt actually got hers when she like turned 40. Oh, wow. Um, so like, just congrats for that. It's you're on your own timeline in life mm-hmm. and that's a okay. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like val- validate that, like validate yourself, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and you're listening to an awesome podcast. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. And find other things that make you happy when you do have to be there. Like, like maybe there's a specific TV show or there's a candle that you love, or if there's, I mean, I don't know if you're in your childhood bedroom, but if there's a way that you can just change stuff, yeah, convert it, but like I don't make, know. Make things where it feels if like she's with the girlfriend. That, I don't know. I think it's probably oh yeah, like, he, they probably are in a different place than you were, but yeah, but like just make it so even make it so like when you walk in, it doesn't look like your dad's house. Yeah, don't make it homey for you. Yeah. Um. After well, first of all, congratulations. You've had like several job offers and you've turned them down because they weren't right for you. And I think that's awesome because that means you're not settling for something. Mm -hmm. When I graduated from college, my plan was to go to dental school and I was just like, nah, don't want to do that anymore. So I did move back in with my parents um, and didn't settle for something else Mm -hmm. that I really didn't want. And um, when I moved back in, I set ground rules with them. Like I'm an adult. I don't have curfew. I'm here. And I, I did offer to pay like some rent, but I was mostly there so I could save money because I had decided to move here. Um, so I was um, working a job, saving money. I, like you said, changing your environment. I mm-hmm. painted my walls green. Like I, I changed everything that was what that was about my childhood. It was not the same anymore. Um, and I also like, I, I didn't tell them like what I was doing every day. Mm -hmm. I'd just come home when I wanted to. Yeah. You don't need to check in with them. Right. But I also realized that I was staying under their roof and, um, and, uh, and not taking advantage, but like I was taking advantage of not having to pay like a full rent. So I would buy groceries and sometimes I would cook. So Mm -hmm. it's just like being respectful of them too. Yeah. Yeah, Treating them like you would roommates. Yeah. There's like, you wouldn't, you don't have to toilet paper and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't have to check in with your roommate and be like, Hey, I'm going to be going doing this and all that stuff. But then there's other things that you're like, okay, cool. This doesn't feel like I'm oversharing or I don't feel like I'm sacrificing my privacy, but I can do something nice for you too, to kind of show that. And just in case, because again, we don't have the full picture. If they're asking you to do too much, like, you know, being like, well, if you live here, that means you're responsible for all the dishes or everything, every Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, we don't know the situation and it could be one of many things, but what matters is you making it the situation that's going to be best for you mm-hmm. and finding compromise, not sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like there's a huge difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My mom did pull thing like, you need to wash the dishes. And I was like, I'll wash the dishes that I 
make dirty. Like I'm not. And if have... everyone does that for themselves, there won't be dirty dishes. Exactly. <laughs> okay, Greg, you don't need to teach me chores. Right. Like I'm an adult now. We all can fend for ourselves. Yeah. 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 I'm, and congratulations. I know that ending relationships, ending adult relationships as an adult is so hard. And yeah. I can't, you're reeling right now. Your life has been tossed up in the mm -hmm. air and the pieces are coming back down. Pick the one piece that, you know, it sounds like we're all in agreement on, which is like, you know, figure out what it's going to take for you yeah. to get out of the house and, and good job. And good job for reaching out, you know? Mm -hmm. Wow. I love your listeners. Aren't they great? Yeah, they're the they're greatest. The best. I love the sweet babies. I love the little <laughs> fuckers. fuckers. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little fucker, so I relate with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, you little fuckers. <laughs> oh, you little fuckers. Yeah. I think the last thing I'll say on this, um, which this is put to, totally maybe doesn't even apply, um, uh, if you, if you're, maybe if your dad, if they have, um, like an unfurnished basement or they have like a, some, some, some area that is a little farther away and isn't so like check in on the house, maybe you can offer to be like, Hey, like, let me help like redo this and like do this kind of stuff. And then I can stay here and kind of, if there's a way to get more physical separation, um, I would say that, or even if there's like a different, if there's an office, that's maybe the guest bedroom is right next to their room. Maybe mm -hmm. if there's an, like a downstairs office that's small. Exactly. <laughs> like if there's a way to even just do that mm -hmm. and see if there's a, because it's You're, even a yeah. couple doors down is mo a better space for that. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to come home as soon as you're done with work. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I would go work out. After. Yeah. 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 Go for a walk, go yeah. work out. Maybe there's a cool board game community that has like Monday yeah. night. Like that's what I would do. And talk <laughs> to your friends. I know that there's so much pride that comes with wanting to act like you have your shit together. And the greatest, the greatest comfort I've ever realized as growing older is that I'm like, the more I talk about not having my shit together, the friends that I thought really had it together totally didn't. And I was like, oh, cool. We can talk about this kind of stuff. So I think that'd be great too. Cause maybe they, there's like a friend of yours that it's like, oh yeah, maybe they seem like they've got it all. And they're like married and all that stuff. And like, maybe they're really not happy. Maybe they could also be looking for a friend and stuff. And I think it always takes one, one person in the friend group to kind of admit that they're not doing so hot for everybody else to be like, cool, can we talk about this now? Neither am I. Have a good good system like that. Yeah. I mean, we don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> troll, 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 troll. Okay. Are we good? Are we on to uh so this is the part where we either have um, there's another segment? There's a segment. Eee, I love mm -hmm. segments. Would you like to explain the segment? Sure. So this is producer's corner. So this is where um I pick either a call this week that I, I really liked and thought I'd share it, or it's a callback. The caller's calling back to update us on what's going on in their lives. And then there's also um, other listeners calling and giving advice on uh, past calls. Oh, love that. So it's kind of letters to the editor. Yeah. Producer's mm -hmm. Corner. Mm -hmm. This week, what we have is someone that is sharing their advice on a situation. So this is from the episode with Ashley Perez um, about love the- her. Love yeah, her. She's, awesome. she's great. I love me some <laughs> Ashley. When I got dressed today, I almost put on like a little white shirt and tied a bandana. And then I was like, it's too close to the episode, episode with Ashley because I complimented her outfit and told her I was going to copy her. And I was like, I can't copy it on the podcast. Like I have yeah. to do that in real life. In real life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so this is someone, um, so the original call was about um, two- um, girls had who had just started dating. They had been friends for years, oh, it's and they had just yeah. But now the dynamic has changed, where their parents won't let um, them stay the night. Well, and so what Ashley and I had said was both uh, both of us had talked about how her and her current relationship that they were friends first, and that's how my boyfriend and I started dating. And we both talked about how when we were just friends with our partners, we would say "I love you," and then as soon as we started like liking them, we're like, "Oh, I can't say that anymore." And so we had to backtrack. And we both did say that 
we felt like it, it was actually kind of nice to kind of start fresh and start over. And it was exciting. And that, so one set of, so one set of the girl, one of the girls, her parents are fine with them having sleepovers there and the other ones aren't. Mm. And she didn't, she didn't say that there was like, they didn't dislike them being together. Or anything well, I, like I that. actually think to be honest, like, uh, you know, being queer, you're always looking to be treated the same way as a straight couple. Yeah, that's what we actually mm-hmm. were like, no, I, my, that's- my mother would, my, my parents would never have let me had like a boy sleepover that I was dating yeah. even at 19. And yeah. that was our exact same thing of being like, I just, I don't. It's kind of cool. They respect the relationship enough to be like, well, now you're dating and yeah. we don't want to hear you have sex in the house. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it was cute though. Cause they've been like friends forever. Like, like childhood, childhood friends. And they fell in love. I'm I'm going to literally listen to this episode on my drive home. I listened to this clip like of this call multiple times. I can't even explain to you. It is this. It's the happiest story in the world. It's just so fucking cute. I can't wait. I want it to be a movie really. So this is someone else calling in to respond. They've Mm -hmm. got their own experience or advice with it. Um, So I'm personally not um, gay, but uh, my older brother is. And he and his boyfriend had the same situation. Um, when they were 18 and they like had started dating each other once my brother realized that he was bisexual. Um, and my parents were super strict about it. Um, they wouldn't let them just spend the night in each other's rooms anymore. And it totally doesn't have anything to do with them being homophobic or anything because his parents were kind of strict about it too. They just didn't want them having unsafe sex, um, until they were both, um, tested and they had figured out everything and, um, it was the same rules for me and my sister that applied to my older brother. Um, and my parents were super understanding and plus it is like their house and you're living there as an adult going into college. So you kind of have to respect them, which I think you guys also said, and I thought that was really good. But from like an outside perspective, who's like still like involved in a similar situation, like watching us like a sister, I think it was like the best decision on my parents' part because um, it did, I think it kept their relationship kind of um, fresher and it kept it kind of exciting because they weren't with each other every waking second and they didn't like get to go with each other. And then once they moved in together like a year ago, um, they've been together since then. Uh, I think it worked out in the long run and my brother's even told me like, oh, it was probably better that we didn't spend those nights together and uh, that we didn't live together and live together all the time because um, mom and dad knew what was right and now we're getting to know each other even more on a more emotional level um but it worked out and my brother's really happy with his boyfriend and everybody's happy so i hope everything works out with her Oh man, I love that. I love that's that too. It's a second too. story that's just so happy and cute. That's so great. And like, wow, what a rad family too. Mm-hmm. Like I I just think that that's that's just so lovely. You well, know? It's exactly like you said. It's just it's you're being he that's a perfect case of he was being treated exactly like his heterosexual heterosexual sisters and they were with their relationship for so the parents were like, no, all the, the rules apply to everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said to my sister, um, we, she had her boyfriend come visit and I was like, I just said like, you cannot have sex in this house. <laughs> well, also like, <laughs> but it's just mainly because gro- like, like, yeah, exactly. That's you're like, my baby. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to hear you having sex or they think that you're going to be doing that. I think that's all, half of the reason why parents don't want that. It's not like, I think like, yes, there's a part, like we want you to make sure you're safe and all that stuff. But they're like, I don't want that gets gross. Like if you're going to have, have sex in your own time, don't have sex here. Yeah, and like, also, It's like, you don't even have sex at like a friend's house. If somebody's letting you like, well, I mean, I did hook up on my friend's couch <laughs> once and then, yeah, that was really messed up. Actually. <laughs> 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 oh man but that's great uh, yeah yeah 
that makes you really happy. And it makes me happy to hear that they're like excited that still they're still together too. Because they, that it makes sense because you there is that bonus of dating someone who's a friend, but you even anyone you meet in the like as an adult, or you're not gonna automatically move in with them usually. Mm-hmm. So there is kind of that you get to enjoy that build that you kind of I don't know. People get sad about missing out on that kind of, oh, is he going to text me back? Or is like, she going to text me back? Like, does she like me? Does he like me thing? When you've been friends with somebody and this is a way to kind of get that excitement mm-hmm, and yeah. that. Back. I feel like a slower pace has never hurt a relationship. Mm-mm. You know, it just like helps you maintain your identities as individuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I, I think it's great. Sweet. I love it. Oh, oh my gosh. Is that it? That's it. That's no. It. Oh my oh, gosh. Thank wow. you so much for coming on this podcast. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm a new fan of the show and now <gasps> I'm going to like literally subscribe after this. Oh listen to the Ashley awesome. episode. Oh, and I hope you check out yeah. Analyze This and we'll 100%. have you on. I would yeah. love to come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's, love ta- analyzing things. I love. You're <laughs> pretty good at analyzing. I can analyze whatever. It's pretty great. For those of you curious, it's Analyze spelled H-A-N-N-A-H-L-Y-Z-E. This available wherever you listen to podcasts. And very soon we will have the lovely Megan as a guest. <laughs> oh, oh, you just hit you your almost teeth. Made I went it. through the whole You almost hug. made it. every I, episode. You like to get up on that mic, I do. Bro. I like do. Go- I talk like this because I'm like, this feels funny. You're yeah. like, I feel safe here. I do. I yeah. do because it gets, just gets ASMR. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Ooh. You made it. Let's I, do like an hour That and was half. the most I've ever made That's it. That's the longest. It's never. I'm never not going to hit it with my teeth. Um, if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to uh, subscribe on the Apple Podcast app or SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcast. Don't blame me. Show. And if you're watching it on YouTube, do that. And then if you're listening to it, you can go watch the video version. And um, Jerry's still out. If you'll be a floating head, we don't know yet. I mean, we'll see. I'm pr- I'm pretty stoked. If I am, that's fine by me. You go. Oh, and if you're on YouTube, sorry, I was. Uh, if you're on YouTube and you want to find more of me across the internet in general, I'm on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, etc. At Harto H A R T O. And uh, Melissa and I are walking around in the real world. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm rarely walking around in the real world. Me unless too. It's yeah, let's be I, real, guys. I'm in my, I'm in I'm my place, head. except for when I come to podcasts. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no, I have to take my car in. Oh, yeah, yeah you do have to do that. Um, you can check Melissa and I. Our uh, socials will be down below as well. And if you guys have something going on in your life that you want some advice on for a future episode, please leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can record a audio file and email it to meganpodcast at gmail.com. And um, yeah, these were some really great calls. So also if you've heard, if you listened to this episode and you heard these calls, they were concise. They explained a lot. Mm-hmm. If you want to model your your calls after these, let's say, these are the star pupils. I mean, yeah. that's been a lot of. Do you have a calls. time limit? Like I'm, three minutes. Three minutes. Is Someone a DM'd long me time, and she girl. was like, "I can't get under like 15 minutes." And I literally I responded, "I go, girl, I promise you, 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 can. you can. I promise you that whatever you're saying, she's like, I just really feel like you explain. Like you say it one time, I'm gonna get it. Yeah, I'm gonna get this one thing. I think that's what." It might have been the same person because she DM'd me too. And she was like, I can't get under 15 minutes. And she's like, and I hadn't responded yet. And then she's like, what happens if it doesn't? She called in and she got cut, cut off. off. And she's like, oh, I get it. Yeah, oh, that's what I responded. She's like, well, I actually got cut off. I'm like, no, no, you will. Like, yeah. we won't know the end of it. Yeah. So finish the story. Also, if you're listening and you're like, oh, no, but it's different because of this or because of that. Stop. Nah. Just even if we don't have the details exactly right, mm-hmm. just get out of it what you can. Yeah. It's not about making us understand all the complexities. Because we'll get it. That's the thing. I mean, if you want to pre-order my book, haha, you're not special. No offense, <laughs> you're not that special. Like these these issues that everybody well, has. Is that the name of the book? Yes, that's the name of my book. It's called oh, I thought you were special. saying like you of all the people who also want to pre-order my <laughs> book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're all not, you're all not special. special. <laughs> no, but that's that's the thing. I, with, with the calls especially, we get so many repeat calls and so many times in the repeat, repeat calls, people are like, I just 
just feel like I'm the only person who's ever gone through this. I'm like, no, there's like 19 that are exactly like this. So no, that yeah. uh, you're not special. You're probably, we'll get it. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Also don't like preface it with things like this is going to be so long. Like you've <laughs> wasted time there. You could have been the filling in the story. <laughs> don't tell me it's going to be long. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, produced, directed, and edited by Melissa DeMont. Post-production sound by Chris Henry, production assistant Julie Carley, and music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. I'll see you guys next week. And don't blame me if your life, you know, completely fucks up before then. <laughs> oh. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 